Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, today we are back with horse racing and we have a real treat for you. Classic winning jockey of the 1960s, Ron Hutchinson, now 95, 96 in December, is back for the first of two shows. In this first episode, the famous Australian jockey reflects on the recent Royal Ascot meeting, a festival where he enjoyed success during the 1960s and 1970s. Part two with Ron, coming up later this month. Hello, Ron. Welcome back to the paddock and the pavilion. You're still going strong. Thank you very much. Yes, I'm going very, very well. I'm uh, I'm feeling well. I'm Oh, actually, I, I I had a bit of a hiccup uh, about six weeks ago, as a matter of fact. I had a heart attack. I didn't know I was having a heart attack, but anyway, it turned out that I was having a, a slight heart attack, and uh, I spent a couple of days in hospital and had an angiogram and all that sort of thing, what they do to you when you have, a, have an episode like that. But fortunately, I've come good, and, and uh, I'm uh, back at uh, usually my best um still going racing because they're on saturday so i'm enjoying it still well you you are amazing um you're 95 and a half yep that's right heading yeah heading for 96 it's a bit it's a big age i know but uh fortunately i'm i'm, I'm keeping pretty well in myself as far as uh, exercise and all that sort of thing, and uh, I think I've still got my marbles. I haven't lost anything like that, I don't think. Well, nobody's told me anyway, but... Uh, Talking about racing, did you manage to watch some of Royal Ascot? I did. Uh, I did, Steve. I, uh, I sat up the uh, for four nights and watched it. I missed the Friday night, but uh, all the other nights I, I sat up and watched it. Very interesting, and... Uh, and most enjoyable. It's a it's a wonderful meeting, and it certainly looked as though everybody was enjoying themselves. And the coverage we would I listened to uh, Jason Richardson on uh, on it, of course, and from Australia, and I thought he was excellent, and his interviews were good, uh, and I I enjoyed it very very much. So uh, the time went very very quickly, and uh, as I say, it was most enjoyable. Exciting meeting with the royal winner, Frankie de Torres. Farewell, four winners for him. Well, I wasn't aware, very good. And Ryan Moore, yeah, he was he rode well. So, you know, those top trainers and those top jockeys, uh, you know, they they sort of make the, the uh meeting so good. Uh, you know, they they uh, they ride very well. It was, uh, uh, Frankie rode uh, so many nice races and um, the gold cup and all that sort of thing with John. Gosden's uh, training performances and certainly it's magnificent and it brings back me a lot of memories from my point of view. No, no Australian winners this year. No, no. Uh, I see poor old Jay, Jay Mackey uh, had a few few hiccups, didn't he? Uh, in one way or another, uh, uh, not like the year before when he was uh, he, he he did extremely well, but. Uh, 
this year uh, it wasn't uh, wasn't meant to be. And uh, as I say, the Australian horses didn't run well, uh, in my opinion. Uh, with Cannonball and those sort of horses, are, they're not up to that class, I don't think. Must be hard, though, taking a horse that far to, to oh, Royal Ascot. Vocal. Oh, I can just imagine they're quite expensive too, you know, wouldn't it? You know, those sort of things that I don't know what would cost these days, but I should imagine it would run into several, you know, thousands of uh, dollars to uh, to take a horse that, that that far. But it's the same as when the English come out here, uh, trainers come out to Australia. But this year, of course, uh, they've come out with Coolmore and what have you. They've won all the, most of the big races and Willie... Haggis winning a, a big race at uh, at Randwick uh, just recently. You know that uh, it's, 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 it's good luck to them. They're doing extremely well, and they certainly showed that they're they're, they're a lot better horses uh, over there than what they are here. We mentioned Frankie de Tory, fifty two, and he's still going strong. Last year, he, yes, that's right, yeah. Yeah, well, well, will he have any uh, any desires of going on a little, a little bit longer? I don't know. We, when you're in such good form, it's pretty hard to give it away when he's winning, you know, most of the big races. So, uh, you know, he may he may change his mind. You never know. Yeah, I think he's coming to the to the Melbourne Cup this year now. I see. Yeah, yeah, I see. I read that in the newspapers. He's coming out. Uh, well, he's been out here several times and. Uh, uh, he's uh, yeah, well, I don't think he's had a couple had very much luck out here, but um, anyway, they'll they'll be sure to be tell you, sure to give him some good rides as he comes along for sure. When you rode at Royal Ascot, was it different from anywhere else you'd ridden oh, in Australia? Well, yes, it, it's um, it's the meeting of the world, I would say, uh, without any doubt. I, I've been to, I never rode in America. Uh, in the like basically like the Kentucky Derby, you know, that I only went to the Washington International, and that was quite good, but not in the same uh, uh, class as uh, the Royal Ascot meeting. It's I don't know whether it's the people getting up uh, in their top hats and tails and the ladies uh, dressing in up so nicely, but it's it's just got a bit of class about it somehow or other, and uh, it's pretty hard for probably. Other clubs and racing countries to to achieve that sort of thing, you know that patronage of the the the, uh, the royal t- uh, carriages coming down the straight and all that sort of thing. It's all it's 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 a wonderful spe- spectacle as far as I'm concerned. You had a lot of success at uh, Royal Ascot. You you won yeah, the Gold yeah. Cup, the Coronation Stakes, the Queen Anne, the Royal Hunt Cup, the Prince of Wales yeah. Stakes, the yeah. Coventry Stakes. In your first yeah. year, the Coventry Stakes. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, that's going back 1960 with Paddy Pettigrew. So I think we won it when uh, I think it was called the News Stakes in those days on Flora Bunda as well, and uh, and uh, and uh, the Coventry on Typhoon. I think it was called uh, the Coventry, but for Paddy, oh yeah, we had a great time uh, in the, in those days. My first year there was good, great, but uh, oh, it's only listening uh, on Saturday when the woke. But I think I won the Wokingham too, if I remember rightly too. Yeah, so yeah, I think you, you won all bit. the big races. Yeah, it was a bit. It was a. It was. Oh, it's a, it was a lovely. It's a lovely meeting to ride at, and it's a thrill to to uh, you know to be there and see everybody and um, and of course the the uh, the crowd appreciate that and the 
parties in the car park and all that sort of thing. It's it's got it's just got a wonderful atmosphere for sure. Mm. Which which win stands out the most for you? Would it be the the gold Ascot Gold Cup in nineteen seventy four? Oh yes, of course. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, Ragstone. Uh, I remember when I first with the went to to ride for the, the Duke of Norfolk. He told me that it, he was uh, he was in his his ambition was to win the the Ascot Gold Cup. And uh, this was in, in in my early days. And uh, he said uh, the. He can have the derbies, and uh, I'd like. I want to win. I'd be delighted to win the Ascot Gold Cup because at that time, uh, I think he was running the show at that particular time. Anyway, fortunately, uh, we had a horse uh, come along, uh, Ragstone. He wasn't a he wasn't a, a great stayer by any means, but anyway, uh, we had a plan, and and uh, the he, he uh, the horse was good enough to win. And uh, it made uh, it made a wonderful thing for the Duke and Duchess to um, to win the race because unfortunately I think that was in say June and then I think June or February of seventy five he uh, the Duke passed away so he achieved what he wanted to achieve in racing anyway. Yeah, I read about, about that race. You had a pacemaker in that race. That's right. Yeah, Tommy. I can't remember the horse's name now, but anyway, Tommy Carter rode the horse and. Uh, yeah, he see because I was on this. He was non stayer but he used to pull a bit hard, and, and we had to sort of sort of cover him up and, get, and uh, to get try to get him to stay, which he did. And fortunately, we uh, were able to get out and do our job and finish off the race and win. So it was a great thrill. It certainly was. And that would be a prize presented by Her Majesty the Queen, the late Queen. I think it was, if I remember right. Yes, of course. And of course, yeah, the Duchess was, I remember the Duchess, she was very, very pleased to win. You know, she met me halfway down the running or straight to meet, coming back and walk back with the horse. It was great. It was a great thrill, really great thrill. Yeah, I'll miss it. Did yeah. you ever go back mm. to Royal Ascot in your top hat and tails? Yeah, yes. When I retired, I uh, uh Scobie Breezley, uh, he had a he had a suit, lovely suit, and we we were the same size, and uh, we shared the I shared the the suit with him, and uh, when he uh, when he wanted to go to the Royal Ascot, uh, he wore it, and then uh, I went when I wanted to go, he, he let me wear it. So uh, that was that, and I and you you wouldn't believe it. When he died, he left the suit to me, so I've still got the suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You were obviously the same size then, the two of you. We were, yes. The funny thing, yeah, the same size, the same measurements. Uh, yeah, you couldn't read it; was unbelievable. And uh, but anyway, he had he had the he had the suit made, and uh, and of course, luckily for me, I shared it with him, so that was good. With the eclipse stakes coming up this weekend. It's a good time to remember that 50 years ago, Ron won the race at Kempton on the four-year-old Scottish rifle. Sandown was closed at the time for major building work. As a three-year-old, Ron had ridden Scottish rifle to finish sixth in the Derby and second in the Irish Derby. For the final part of the show, what, what has the horse meant to you in your life and career, which began back in the 1940s? Uh, all I can say is, you know, God bless God for making races or racing be what it is today because um, 
it uh, it was my ambition as a small small child or small boy to be a jockey someday and uh, luckily uh, I was able to become an apprentice and be quite successful as an apprentice and believe me it's taken me all over the world practically and I've enjoyed racing very very much all those years and I and I fortunately still uh, <coughs> involved um, you know Peter my son was a he was a, a, a good jockey rode very well here and fortunately you know my eldest son also was a a very good amateur ride when he when we lived in England he was very successful so we're all thankful that God made races that's all I can say I know you you had hip trouble and you retired you were 53 when you retired but how yeah. difficult was it to retire when you've been doing something for 37 years yeah well I, yeah, well all oh, oh, the time came uh, it, when uh, I was in Malay at the time and uh, and all of a sudden I was away from my home and family and I said I, I was sitting with uh, there was another jockey and I were elderly jock uh, Georgie Podmore and uh, we would both see in there in the barrier stalls waiting for the other horses to come in and we were talking chatting just one across one another and the next thing potty's horse went down on its knees and went out the front door a front under the gates and straight poor old potty off and uh and there i looked down at potty and he's bleeding from his ear and his face is all covered in blood and i thought to myself gee where's that could have been me you know, and from then onwards, I was never the same. I never, I said, I'd had enough. That was a, that could about, I decided to give it away then. So that was my swan song as far as racing was concerned, as being a jockey. Yeah, it was there. It was, it was just rather disappointing. Fortunately, Potty was all right and all he had a few bruises and cuts and boots, but it didn't look too good. And, and as I say, I just, just give up then. Uh, that was, that was, that was my swan song. But, but fortunately, I've been I've been in I've done you know breeding I've been in breeding and I've been in owning horses ever since and do been in, involved all this, all those years so I'm out of it now but I, I, I but up until recently I, or the last few years I was, had a few horses in training try to be I try to be a trainer but that 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 that's a that's not a good caper for me anyway so but fortunately uh, my son was veterinary surgeon and. Uh, He's in, he's still in, in, involved in it. So we so all in all, I've had a I've had a pretty good life, Steve, and uh, I've enjoyed it immensely. I wouldn't change a thing. No, because you hear that you know when jockeys uh, pack up riding, it can be very tough mentally for them. Yeah, well, not for me, not for me. I've you know I've taken it easy. Unfortunately, as I say before, I told you we go to the races nearly every 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 week and. And I was made the ambassador for Mornington Racecourse, which I which I enjoy. I go down there and uh, I enjoy the company of everybody. Talk to everyone. I'm, I'm not a punter or injury, just to go go and enjoy myself. That's right. So your your life changed forever when you went to Claude Goodfellows all those years ago. That's right. Yeah, way back in 1990, I think it was 1942 or 1943. I'm not too sure. But anyway, I, when I was that when I turned fourteen years of age, and uh, and I went there as as a, a 
I, um, I was a, my mother told me to go there for a, and give it a try for three months. I had three months to, to make up the mind what I wanted to be, and I, of course, it was I loved it straight away. I loved being with the horses. I loved being looking after horses, and uh, and I, I can uh, I can really look back on those days that they were very happy days. Although they were tough. And I was getting up early in the mornings and all that sort of thing, but I enjoyed it. You know, even in the cold weather, I do. I I didn't mind it in those days. It was great, wonderful. And well, I've I met think... some wonderful people too throughout my years. I've met some, met some wonderful people and made some wonderful f- friends in Ireland and France and Germany. So I've uh, I can look back on my life and say, well, I've had it. I've had a, a really pleasant time in life i think you passed the probation uh ron uh, <laughs> yeah thank you very much again for uh being on the show um oh good thank you your your memory is is uh, amazing for someone you know approaching 96 in december it's pretty hard to remember uh certain races in that time but i've got a as I say, I've got memories of uh, some of the good ones anyway, it was, which were a thrill. Well, it's always good mm. to remember the good ones. Thank you very much again, Ron, yeah. for being on the show. Lovely, Steve. Yeah, very good. Well, thank you for your, your time anyway. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network.